Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Corey Clark joins me right now. He of the Warchant.com family, of course. Hello, good sir. We got us one, buddy. We Man. got one. You got one of your tight ends. Aren't you happy? Aren't oh. you happy? I've been waiting for how long, man? Too I long waiting. since O'Leary. Yeah, since O'Leary is right. No, this uh, this is a big one, man. Uh, you, you know, look, going into the portal season, we kind of thought, and we still do, most of the uh, most of the holes that will need to be filled, even not even holes, they're just divots, maybe that mm. need to be filled, or on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the one area on offense for sure that you knew you needed something, I thought, was tight end, um, because this offense was really good already. Now imagine having an NFL dude, and I think this guy's an NFL tight end, adding him to the mix. I mean, Norvell designed so many wide-open plays for tight ends. Yep. It's unbelievable. And imagine instead, and no offense to, to Cam McDonald or Mark Easton Douglas, we love you, Biscuit, you know that, but imagine having an NFL tight end on the receiving ends of some of those plays. They can turn a 12-yard screen into a 40-yard touchdown. I think that's what this guy has, man. I think he is a he is a difference maker at a position where you don't see a ton of difference makers outside of Athens, Georgia. You just don't see a ton of them. I think this guy is one of those guys, and I think he's going to play on Sundays. And you yeah, just got him in the portal for a year. And, and the key, Corey, is that in places where they do have elite offenses and are vying for championships, you do traditionally see some really good tight ends. You, you, you find them there. But they are hard to find because it's a unique skill set to have – the, the requisite size, speed, hands, blocking ability is very rare. This guy already has that, and you've seen it on film in the toughest league in the game. Yeah, he, you know, I, I looked him up. I didn't know his size. I'd seen him play because I watched, uh, yeah. you know, I watched the AM game. I watched what they did to Tennessee. Holy moly. Um, he's 6'3, 230. Um, he's a big dude that can move. And, you know, what's interesting with him is last year he had a great season. He had, like, I think 29 catches for 500 yards as yeah. a tight end and not a good offense. And then this year he had, like, 300 yards receiving, but they also had him in the backfield. I mean, he had 70 carries, Jeff, 70 yeah. in the <laughs> SEC as a quote-unquote tight end. So if he's that good to be getting six carries a game in that offense – then what is how good how much how talented must he be where he could you know I you know I'm sure they'll give him some into rounds here at Florida State but I don't know if you've noticed Jeff they got some guys to hand the ball to they don't probably need to use Jaheim Bell as a ball carrier that much but they really need a guy number one that can block on the edge but also is a uh, is a pass catching threat and a home run hitting threat at that position which I think this dude is yeah well it's a matchup situation you're just trying to create mismatches with linebackers and safeties. 
and you could do it out of that position with a guy of this size. I would wonder, Corey, I don't know the answer to this. We, you're right. The, the, the backfield's full for Florida State. But we do talk about the need to be tougher in short-yarded situations, the need to be tougher in goal-line situations. I don't know, without watching him as a runner consistently, whether he'll be that guy. I know they had to use Lundy in that situation. But now you have a guy who's done it to the tune of 70 carries. I imagine those were situations in which they were trying to bang out a yard or two. Yeah, but he also would do some end rounds, man. And again, we're talking yeah. about the SEC. Um, you know, all hail the SEC, right? But we're talking about the SEC, and he's running end rounds against in those games. That's the kind of athlete you're talking about. But yeah, he's obviously adept at carrying the ball. And when you get in short yardage, maybe when you're in the goal line, you don't have a linebacker that gets right. two touches a game, two touches a season, trying to score a touchdown against LSU or whatnot. You have a guy that's had a hundred touches in his career, 150 touches in his career, trying to do that. It just, man, you, you talked about, you called him a Swiss army knife. That's a really good, that's a really good, uh, you know, phrase for him because that's exactly true. He can line up in a number of different ways for you. He also might be a guy that could go make those tough catches in the end zone. Um, but, but either way you have one of the best offenses in the United States. And I think we would both agree that if you had a deficiency, it was probably a playmaking tight end and, oh yeah, you just got that now. So again, going into next season, I know we still got a game left. Here at War Chant, we don't look ahead. We, we <laughs> concentrate solely on Oklahoma. But when you do maybe peak just a little bit ahead. Like man, Oklahoma game. Yeah. When, when you peak a little bit ahead, that that this offense coming back in intact. Now you got maybe you got to go get another lineman now, but then aren't mm -hmm. you done, you think? In on the offensive side of the ball, don't you think you're Everything done after you add defense? one more lineman? Well, I mean, what I like is knowing that no matter how many more pieces they want to bring in, whether it's two or three more pieces on offense or only one and the rest on defense, they got a good shot, man. We felt this momentum happening at the end of last year going into the season. We knew they had to put together a great year to carry it over and create, you know, the so-called, I get tired of the phrase, proof of concept, but it happened. And then they've done, I don't know, wonders in the transfer portal as an illustrator to go along with those wins of what's possible if you leave an SEC school and come here to Tallahassee or if you come from a different conference. I mean, they've done it with a lot of different kinds of guys, but specifically out of the SEC, they've hit home runs here, and they've brought guys in, and, and they've won games now, and they've also improved those guys' stock. And shout-out to South Carolina. Yeah, thanks, I don't know South when Carolina. and why it became a feeder program to Florida State. Care <laughs> Thomas, rest of these guys. Come on down, everybody. Jamie Robinson, I mean, yeah. one of the better safeties you've, you've had this decade. Uh, I mean, like the last 10 years, not obviously the 2020s. He's clearly the best of the 2020s. But when you look at Kier Thomas and what he did for a year, Jamie Robinson, what he's done for two years, and now you're getting the number one tight end on the transfer market, all from Columbia, South Carolina, man. Props. I never Good thought job. I would say that. Good job, never Game thought I would say that. There he is. He's lead writer for Warchant.com. He's my friend. The other tight end, Kyle Morlock. Uh 6'7. That's the 6'7 tight end we were talking about on Friday, yes? Yes, that is correct. Uh visited over the weekend, Kyle Morlock from Shorter University Division Two. Um, before you ask me, uh, Jeff, I'm gonna I'm gonna read your mind. Uh yes, he is a take still, uh, despite what happened with Jaheim Bell today, which by the way, I think is the best offensive addition uh, from the portal that Mike has, has landed. Um, this is massive. This was kind of the guy that jumped out to me. I thought, like, uh, this guy changes dramatically your offense and what he does, the way he runs, the way he catches, the, the way it opens up other guys. So this is massive news. This is massive. So he is still a take. Morlock is still yeah. a take at 6'7". 
And then you heard Corey and I, I think you heard you were in the, in the green room there. You heard Corey and I talking. Uh, is that it on offense, or are we looking at specifically an offensive lineman that you have in mind or more than that on that side of the ball? I think they still want two or three offensive linemen. Um, as far as receivers, not not likely. I think they feel good about what they have, and if they add a receiver, it's going to be high school. But I think from the offense, it's really just the offensive line. Uh, after that, I think they want to add like two or three guys, mostly interior, as we talked about uh, on on Friday, Jeff. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think it's interior guys. They want guards. They want centers. Uh, they need somebody to likely replace Kyle, um, the kid from Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they need somebody to replace him. So I think they'll look for a center, you know, slash uh, guard, and uh, certainly that's been their pursuit. I asked Tom this earlier. I know you guys did the smash together. For those that missed it, go back and watch Michael and Tom talking last night on the Sunday smash. Really curious. Uh, the total that we're looking for in the transfer portal, I think Tom and I mentioned it was like somewhere between seven and nine players. Do you think it could go over that, or do you think that's about right? I think it'd go a little under depending on who returns. You know, if if somebody like, say, a verse or a love it returns, well, it's going to knock you down because if you got verse, you're not going to likely take another defensive end. And then if verse doesn't return, I think they'll add a defensive end. The same thing with defensive tackle. They likely could add another guy regardless uh, whether, you know, favorite returns or not. But that really dictates kind of what that number is. It might drop down to one or two. But I think that number's pretty uh pretty accurate. And they're looking at a safety, of course, right? They got to be. Yeah. Yes. Do you think that we're going to hear anything from a safety in the near uh, future here? <laughs> well, they had. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have to see some guys getting on campus first, but right, right, uh, right. Um, but as far as from the portal, but I, I definitely they had a kid on the campus this weekend, Conrad Hussey's a four-star high school kid from uh, from Aquinas that is certainly. Uh, you know, coming in that came in for a visit, grew up an FSU fan. So that's kind of their main target. But I definitely think they would like to get a safety from high school and a, a safety in the portal. So that's definitely their focus as far as bringing one in. But right now there hasn't been one that's visited. Um, but I think uh, they're working on that as far as this week, visiting a lot of kids because, you know, practice not coming and all that stuff. So uh, we'll practice you know, done and seen the coaches on the road, I think uh, you certainly, they're going to have a lot of options of guys they look at, you know, throughout the week uh, at the safety position. Always appreciate it, Michael. Keep it, uh, keep it working for us. Appreciate you. And we'll bring back on in the next big name that uh, commits, which will be good be in an hour. Who knows? <laughs> Thank Later you guys. Boy. All right. Take care. Michael Langston. Obviously you can read all of his stuff on warchant.com. He is on top of it for recruiting. We've got a 